My name is Mimi Bouchard, and I'm a personal development junkie that is here to help you transform your life so that you can truly tap into your ultimate potential. I'm a meditation teacher and a podcaster, and in this podcast, I am raw, I am real, and I share everything I possibly can to make this journey of self-discovery and transformation easier for you. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Mimi podcast. I am here with the lovely Sif Hader, the co-founder and CEO of Array, which you guys have probably heard of, wellness, supplements, um, all natural. I guess, what do you call them? Like, they're just like, I actually just took two calm pills before this because I've had a really intense day and I was just thinking about having you on the show and I was like, I need calmness. So... (laughs) Honestly, I do not do podcast interviews without taking calm. I'm like, I'm like very sweaty without it. So I'm just like, it's my lifeline. I need it. (laughs) So what would you call your, your brand? Like it's a wellness company. That's what I know for sure. You have two hero products, bloat and calm. Tell us about, like, tell the audience, about what you, how you describe these products. We're going to get into your story as well, but just to, because I know everyone's probably heard of Array, like everyone sees everyone post about it. It's become very, like it's very aligned with the health and wellness industry right now. And I see your products everywhere and I've loved them and used them. And I remember um, I got some in the mail a year ago um, and you guys had these really cute little Polaroid pictures that came oh my God. That was back in the day. So tell us like how, okay, I'm going to go into the story, but but describe what the product is exactly and how it helps people. So essentially we create hundred percent natural supplements and um, they're targeted and they work really quickly. So you can feel the effects. So, you know, we have seen, obviously like all of us are familiar with supplements that you take over a really long period of time to kind of like, you know, it like helps with your overall general well being. It helps with longevity. We wanted to really empower people to step away from chemically laden kind of, uh, like, aisles at the pharmacy and instead turn to more natural solutions to kind of help solve these issues that people just generally deal with. You know, something that we noticed before we started Array um, was that everyone was bloated and anxious, you know? And so that's why we created Bloat and Calm because it was these two issues which were like really getting in the way of people optimizing their lives. And, you know, let's be real. Like we all want to feel like the best version of ourselves and how can we do that and like, kind of like perform at our best, feel our best. If we have these like niggling little issues that are kind of poking away at us. So Mm -hmm. that was really the goal with our products. And that's kind of like our differentiator that like, we really do care about producing things that are targeted, really easy to understand as well. Like, you know, what bloat is for digestion and calm is for anxiety. And, you know, there's not much more to it and you feel the effects of it really quickly as well. And if I get this correctly, they're not designed to take every single day. They're more of like an immediate relief type thing. So what's interesting is like we created both our products and all products going forward really as like a take as needed basis. So, you know, what we didn't want to do was create yet another product that people would have to take every single day with our products. If you take them every day, you will absolutely see, you know, incremental improvements in general, right? Like the ingredients are really great. However, you don't have to take them to actually see an impact right away. Like, you know, you can take bloat, 
you can take it every day. It has a digestive enzyme and five herbs. It's really good for you to take every day. But if you don't want to take it every day and you just need it on a day where maybe you've had a, a salad bowl, which is causing some like discomfort or maybe a pizza or whatever it is, that'll help. It'll help you right then and there. And same with calm. Like you can take it every day. It has, you know, magnesium in it, which for example, is an ingredient that we actually need. We're all deficient in magnesium. And if you take it every day, it's really good for you. However, you can also absolutely take it on an as needed basis. So we, the beauty of our product is that we really wanted to give people the, like work with people's lifestyles, I guess, you know, and not everyone wants to, or can remember to take supplements every single day. And so we were like, okay, you know, we really want to create products that people will see the benefits of no matter what their scenario is, you know? No, I, I align 100%. And I like that myself because I don't really like taking pills. Like it's just every single day. I don't like, it's mm-hmm. not something I've like tried to keep up the habit and then I forget. But then when I'm like, okay, I'm feeling very anxious or I'm feeling like my stomach is hurting. Cause I just ate some weird food. Like I like, I would obviously take it for immediate release. I, I like the, the gist of that product, um, kind of idea. And that's really cool. So how did you get into this? And we were just talking off air about how you're in Toronto, you're a Toronto gal like I am. So we have some similarities. You lived in London. I lived in London. You're moving. I just moved to a completely different country. We have very aligned. History. Aligned. Super aligned. <laughs> very aligned history. We're both founders and uh, have startups. And I would love to to hear a bit more about how you started this. Was it a need that you found in your own life? And it was like that natural organic transition to like try to make your own products for you. And then it just a hundred percent. Yeah. And I've, I mean, I've heard your story as well, Mimi with, um, you know, like meditation and just like making that practical as well that like, you know, I think sometimes your company stems from your own need, not really necessarily the desire to like create this like big company. And so, um, you know, to give you a little bit of background, essentially I had issues with my immune system for a really long time. And it was this cycle of like, you know, getting sick, going on antibiotics, getting better and like doing that cycle over and over and over again. And in my early twenties, it got to the point where I ended up fracturing a rib from a chronic cough. Okay. And like, that's like something that happens to your grandma. Okay. It doesn't happen to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. And, um, I went to my doctor and I was prescribed codeine and I was like, okay, this is, this is, this is what it is, but like, can I do something so it doesn't happen again? And I didn't really have an answer to that question. And so, you know, at that point, getting sick constantly was getting in the way of like my career progression, how I was just functioning as like an early in my early 20s, I was just like not, I was not thriving. And so I was like, okay, let me look into what there is out there. And back then, this is like seven, eight years ago, the holistic world was really not what it is today. You know, there is no Erewhon, there is no like influencers talking about, well, it was just like a really crunchy granola weird, but I was desperate, you know? And so I was like, let me look into literally whatever I can find about um, natural wellness, whether it's herbs, minerals, vitamins, like what can I do? And I started experimenting with all of these different natural things that were available to me. And I started to see shifts in my immune system. You know, I was not getting sick as often. Um, I was just feeling better. And so as I started to notice those shifts in my immune system and like getting healthier and healthier, I started to troubleshoot other issues that I was having from like things like digestion, anxiety, fatigue, like all of these like day-to-day issues. And I 
have come from like the product world, like beauty in general. And so I am obsessed with skincare. Okay. And I have like this like beauty closet essentially. And my husband, who's my co-founder and I, we were like, wait a minute, like skincare is such an easy category to navigate. We can go into Sephora. It's just so simple. You know, you want something for your under eye circles. You can find that it's results oriented. It's formulated by a dermatologist or a chemist, um, you know, and it's just very like targeted and easy to navigate and also really beautiful. So people have like made these like rituals out of their skincare, which at the end of the day is like a form of wellness, right? It's like your skin's health, but it's like this like glamorized, like ritualized thing. So we essentially decided that we wanted to create a brand, like a wellness brand that did the same thing. You know, it was targeted, really easy to understand, very results oriented, beautiful and also formulated by a doctor as well. So with the highest efficacy in mind. And so that was kind of the, um, the story behind array we launched with bloat and calm. Those are our two like hero products. Um, and we launched those two because, um, bloat and like bloating and anxiety are two issues that a lot of people deal with. And the two of them are very linked as well. So we really wanted to have like a 360 holistic solution to both of them. So that's a little bit about the story. That's amazing. Are you guys thinking about launching new products soon? Maybe you're not allowed. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, we, it's coming. I don't know when the podcast is coming out, but like in a few weeks, we're actually having our um, big, like a big product launch, probably like the biggest one since we launched the company. So oh my God, excited. congrats. Our next product is sleep. And um, yeah, I feel like and I so know I'm- the inside scoop. <laughs> you really do. You're like the first person I'm actually speaking to about it, but um super excited about it. We wanted to create a melatonin free formula. Um, and so, you know, we just, we wanted to create something that would like ensure that you get deep restful sleep throughout the night without, um, without making you feel groggy the following day, because I found that that was kind of like an issue and a pain point with a lot of like sleep formulas where, um, people would wake up groggy the next day. And so we've worked for over a year to like get the perfect thing and we're really excited to launch it. So, um, I'm just listening. The array woman, she is deep bloated. She is calm and collected. She has nice eight to nine hours of deep sleep a night. You know, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) She does superhuman meditations. (laughs) There we go. That's the array woman. That's the array woman. I love it. That's so cool. Good for you. That's, and I feel like it takes you guys, like, I feel like a lot of other brands will just whip out different products and just like, it's like a conveyor belt of like just getting yeah. things out the door to, you know, for marketing and new and promotion. But I think that from what I've seen from your brand, like you guys take a really long time to yeah. make it perfect before launching. Like, is that, is that obviously the case? Oh yeah, for sure. Like we always within our philosophy was that we weren't going to be this like brand that pumps product out on a monthly basis. We're like very intentional. It takes us a long time to do R and D as well. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we really like to also listen to our customers about what they want. So like when we went to market with bloat and calm, we were actually like intentional about taking as long as we did to launch products, which I think was a great thing because we were able to speak to our customers and see where their biggest pain points were, you know? And so sleep, for example, it's not like I sat there like three years ago being like, huh, like I'm going to launch sleep 
honestly, we spoke to our customers, people kept giving us their like pain points. And we're like, okay, like sleep is obviously like an issue, not to mention it's so closely linked to digestion as well, which is like a big piece of our um, story as well that like, you know, people don't realize how closely digestion and your brain is linked and like stress levels and obviously sleep impacts stress levels. So there's like a lot of synergy between our products, but we've been really intentional about the pace at which we've released products. We do a lot of due diligence. There's a lot of R&D that goes behind each of these product releases. So um, we are very, every time we release something, we're really proud and like very excited about each launch. Yeah. So was this your first business? I am speaking to a successful entrepreneur right now and I'm curious Uh What, like, was this your first business? Did you have to ever try something before this and fail? Like just for, you know, motivation for everyone listening that, you know, some of these women might even want to be entrepreneurs themselves. Like, what would you say to them? And and tell us a little bit about, you know, your story before this. So prior to Array, I had a blog and, um, podcast, which I started, but it's oh, before superhuman, I had an online magazine blog too. How oh my, are we, the, are you me? And am I you? I think we're, we're, the, I think we're twins <laughs> separated at birth. How old are you? I'm 30. Okay. I'm a few years younger, but I, I'm 26, but yeah, yeah, you're me, but like, yeah, we're, we're, we're the same. Okay. Sorry. Continue. Um, So before this, yeah, I had my blog. It was called Icing and Glitter. That's what I did full time. And I feel like it really gave me good training to found a company because as you know, as a content creator, you are wearing so many different hats that I feel like it it like primes you for what you're meant to do as an entrepreneur. And so prior to that, like prior to content creation, I had like a lot of different stints. I was a writer at L. Um, I did that for about a year. And before that, it was like a bunch of internships and PR and stuff. So I've like worn a lot of like different creative hats. But in terms of if anyone else is like looking to start a business, I think that whatever experience you are gathering is like, it gets you ready for being an entrepreneur, you know? So I always say that I'm so grateful for like even shitty PR internships that I had because I know how to write a good pitch. You know what I mean? And so all of those things, I was able to cover a lot of ground when we launched our business because it was just Nish and I, we hadn't raised any money. It was just our money. We bootstrapped the business and we did everything. And so between the two of us, because we had such a wide array of like experience, we were able to cover so much. It, we didn't need to hire anyone until we were like, holy crap, we don't have any more time, you know? So um, that's what I would say to someone who's like looking to start a business that like, make sure you're getting experience and like all of that experience will lead to you being a stronger entrepreneur. Right. So was the decision hard to make to start working with your husband? He's your husband, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because Honestly, I have a long-term boyfriend and I, yeah. I don't know if we'd be able to work full time together. <laughs> Honestly, Mimi, I will say that like, I, it was always in my brain to poach Nish from his job. If I ever started a business, like I am not, cause he's like, he's so smart. Like he's so smart and so different from me as like, like just complete different. Right. And for me, I'm so strong in the creative sphere, but my, my brain doesn't compute things like numbers or like technical, like hard things, you know? So I was like, okay, if I ever work on a business, I know that I will need someone who's like really strong in those areas. Hmm. Who better than my husband? (laughs) 
And he worked in fintech. So, you know, like he's like a very like nerdy guy, but like super, super smart. So I was like, I got to get him. I got to get him somehow. And so um, it's interesting because like, I think that it either works or it doesn't. And I think the key to it working is like just the difference in skill sets and like what you're working on and the way we structure our business is that we don't really touch the same things. You know, he does his own thing. I do my own thing. And sometimes like, you know, we'll catch up at the end of the day being like, what did you do? I didn't even see you today. Like you're in meetings, you know? So it's like, we do really different things in the business, but, um, it's been so fun working together. Honestly, I think it's also really interesting working together with someone, um, who's from a completely different world because he asks me questions that I, I don't think of asking when I'm making certain decisions, you know, it's like very, like when you're working in the creative sphere and like, this is kind of all, you know, you're like, Oh, like this is the right decision, but he'll be like, but why? Or like, have you thought of it this way? And so it's interesting to have someone who's from a completely different world who like challenges you. And same for him, you know, like sometimes he thinks something's supposed to go a certain way with operations, but then we chat about it. And I'm like, but did you think of doing it this way? Because I'm maybe like a little bit more um, able to take risks. Like I think that creative people are just like maybe like a little bit more risk prone if that's if that's the right word absolutely 100 percent. because we see potential with everything yeah. and then mm-hmm. the men no not men but like both of our men are a bit more right-brained um, yes and yeah and then they are like you know wait what if that actually doesn't turn out the way you want it to and yes. i'm way too positive sometimes so yeah and oh I, my I, god what yeah I, I, like the way too positive thing me too like literally i'm like but of course it'll work And then I believe this is the thing with like, you know, the people, everything I work with, it's like, I see so much potential in people and then try to like give them roles that they've never done before. And then I'm like, you're going to do great. And then they're like, (laughs) I'm like, okay, let's start again. (laughs) Yeah. I know what you mean. It's, it's, it's sometimes it's a beautiful thing. And the vision wouldn't be, so you were visionaries. That's what it is. Yes. Have you read, exactly. Have you read rocket fuel, the book? Uh, Oh, you got to read it. Do I need to read it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget even who it's by just rocket fuel book. It basically, it's like a business. Yeah. Gonna audible it. It, yeah. yeah it, t- it talks about there's two different types of people that make a business like literally triple quadruple in size. Like mm-hmm. this is like the two types of people that make a business successful, the visionary, which is usually the founder and then the integrator and the integrator is like the right hand man slash like more analytical, like happy to do like the project management and like get all this stuff done and do the nitty gritty. And like, yes. you know, like just completely different minded. The visionary is usually, like I said, the founder and they have like the big vision and they're creative and they, they like speak about the brand in a way and like have these big ideas and like, you know, yeah. move the puzzle pieces from a really high level, but the integrator is there. It's like, okay, I'm going to actually implement this and maintain, you know, the people in the business. So that's, I think. And then as a visionary, like at the beginning of my business, I had to wear the integrator hat a lot because the, honestly, until four months ago where I found my amazing new head of growth slash like COO slash CTO, all of the things. Yeah. Amazing. So before I found her, I was wearing all the hats. Like I was the integrator and the visionary trying. It was so exhausting and it still is tiring because it's such a fast paced business. But since having her, we've been able to get so much more done because it's the integrator visionary combination. And then in this book, it gives you examples of people in history that like, you know, for example, like Steve Jobs was like a visionary. And then, you know, Tim Cook, I think, I think I'm getting the names right. I like don't know any celebrity names, even if it's like big entrepreneurs, but like, and then he is the more integrator. I don't know. There was some, there are a lot of examples in the book, but uh, it's, 
so cool. And you should totally read it. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm totally with you. Like, as you say, like, I, I got to read this book. It's so sounds fascinating, but you're right. And like, you know, I, I don't, I think for me, because I, I never had to wear that hat because of mm-hmm. Nish, like I've had him right from the beginning and like, he's done so much that like, I, like, it's just interesting because I think it like, just, it pushes you in a way that like, it's, it's just harder, you know, and it takes a little longer to get those things done because like, maybe this is the area in which you thrive, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 That's super cool. I love that. So what's your, I would just love to know, like, what's like the big goal with Array? Like what, what is your vision with it for the future? I'm just curious to know, like, you know, where do you want to be like household name? What other products, like how, how are you going to take over the world? So definitely household name for sure. You know, that's, that's the dream. And we really, I really do believe that we can get there. Um, Nish and I work really hard at ensuring that like whatever we produce touches as many lives as we can, you know, and I think for both of us, we're very like purpose driven. And so, um, for us, like the reason we want to be a household name is because we think that we can change lives, you know, and like, that's kind of the, the feedback that we get with our products that like people use them and nothing's really worked for them in the past and they've stumbled upon these products and like, it's like, it's helping them with, you know, IBS management or, um, SIBO symptom management or what have you, you know? And so it's very rewarding to work on a brand that helps people in that way. Like I, I just, I, I, it's really nice to have that sort of impact because I think that how we feel it, like it, it informs how we perform on a daily basis. And so, these issues can be so debilitating. Like, you know, I remember one time we were doing our very first photo shoot and Nish and I whipped out our phones and we just went to, so back then we, we, we wouldn't, we wouldn't use models. We were just using like customers and like people who like tested the product pre-launch basically and loved the products. And we whipped out our phones and just like started speaking to these girls about their experience with a night out. Okay. And every single one of them, their story was like, yeah, you know, I go out for dinner and then I have to go home because I have to unbutton my pants and lay on the couch. Right. And like, you cannot go on with your night, you know, and it's like such a, what a horrible feeling or like you're on a trip and you're like not enjoying yourself because you're just, you know, doubled over in pain. And we don't think about it and like, you know, bloating, it's like, okay, whatever you're bloated, but it's actually very painful. And so it's, really rewarding to know that we've created a product that actually helps people kind of live their most optimized life and just go on with those things that bring them joy. Yeah. I love that. And I always say, you know, your life is only as good as how you feel. And we have very different products, but very, very similar products in the same way. For sure. It's that's what it is. Doing a mini afternoon meditation to just clear your mind after you've been frazzled all morning changes your day. Feeling loaded changes your day. The the meditation thing, like, let me tell you, meditation has like completely changed my life. It really has like, especially when like there's high stress times. And at that point you're like, oh, maybe like I can't get it in. Like, you know, I don't have the time for it, but then you get it in and you're just a different person. And it feels like small, but it's actually not. It's huge. So it can not. create huge shifts. And Even so two minutes of it, if you, two if minutes. you do the right meditation, have you tried superhuman? Have we given you a subscription? No, but I'm dying to. Okay. Tori is going to send you a subscription because 
I think you're going to be obsessed. I, and I'm not, not to toot my own horn, but. Oh no, I believe you because I I love the practical. I love the practical aspect of it. Right. Because sometimes I don't have like 15 minutes or 20 minutes to sit still and do a flow. You know what I mean? Like it's sometimes I just need to get in something really quickly. And I love the um, concept of it being practical. It's almost like array, you know, you take it as you need it and yeah, it helps. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I, I really can't wait for you to try it out. Cause I think that just like how your product is very different to everything else out there. My meditations are too. I almost don't even call them meditations. Like when we are rebranding, yeah. I almost didn't call them meditations. They're more like motivational, energizing self-improvement audio. I love that. that. You can listen to at any time of the day. Like when you're walking, when you're cooking, when you're cleaning, um, we should do something. Let's chat after about, about array and superhuman. I feel like we're very aligned. Oh, for sure. And also like, I, I think I, I remember you talking about this on a podcast where like, you know, if you're walking and you're like taking in like good information, um, it like helps you be a better version of you or it's like, you are what you absorb. And I was like, this is so true because I'm the type of person that like, I won't watch scary movies. I will like very I much hate filter. Scary movies. Can we talk why about do people? Why do people watch them? Why do people look at the creepy things on TikTok? When I first downloaded TikTok, they were targeting like paranormal activity videos. I'm like, no, I don't want to see this. Absolutely not. Why are you trying to indoctrinate our minds with all this negative, weird energy? It's very, very fucked up. Honestly, it really is. Yeah. Yes, it is. And like, I, I don't know if it's just me. Maybe I'm like more sensitive to stuff like this. It's not. It's people that are tuned in and and yeah. even, even if you're not tuned in and you don't think it's going to affect you, scary movies and like negative things, they, they yeah. really affect you. Or like sometimes I'll, like, I don't like to watch sad movies. Like, I don't know if I've ever said this, but I don't like to watch sad movies at all because I have sadness hangover. Okay. Like it, it like yeah. it, it literally like it impacts me in such a way that like the next day I feel horrible. And so I'm exactly like you. And when you were saying that, like, it's like, it's just good affirmations and like positivity. And the more you consume it, the the better of a human you become. And it's true. Like the more good things you take in, the better you are, you know? Yes. Yes, exactly. I actually, I, by the way, I just texted my assistant to send you a membership. Um, I actually remember being a kid. I'm the youngest out of my cousins and sister. Like I, there was mm-hmm. five girls and I'm the youngest. So when I was younger, like they would always influence me. And I remember being younger and they would like my cousins always liked horror movies. So they would yeah. like, throw my sister and I in a room at our grandma's house and like play like saw oh. or like, um, I literally no, don't even you. remember all of these like terrifying movies, like, Horrible. you know, like the ring or like all these weird, like, no, or like the grudge, like, oh, I, I was like seven or eight years old. I don't know how my parents allowed us to That's do that. traumatic. No, I actually have trauma from it still. And I'm, I'm yeah, like, I in my mid twenties and I, I have trauma from literally 20 years ago being forced to watch these movies. I, I've never said this out loud. Well, I, Ben knows my boyfriend, but at night, if I have to wake up to go pee, like I'm scared. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. like I, I am such a, because of that conditioning, I'm like, why am I scared of the dark? I'm literally an adult. Like, but it's because of the weird, like when I have children, I'm never allowing them to watch. No, no, I'm, I'm the same as you. Like, absolutely. There's no need for it. Like why watch something happy? Yeah. You can be entertained in many other ways. <laughs> Yeah, no, I totally agree. I love that. I feel like we're so similar. Just 
like, I feel like I am an empath as well. Like I, I, I can hold energy. Like if someone else's energy is a certain way, like I, I can, ha- I take that on very easily. I feel like. Yeah. That, yeah. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So like, I have to be really protective of like what I'm exposing myself to, yeah. because I feel like I take it in like a lot and like, they just kind of hold on to it. So definitely have to be really protective of what I'm consuming. So I'm very intentional about it. I'm intentional about who I surround myself with as well, because if it's an energy suck, then it just doesn't do me any favors. Nope. Yeah. I I couldn't agree more. Okay. So one topic I actually really wanted to talk about going back to the business side of things. Um, I love talking about this kind of stuff. So I would love to pick your brain, like how, so you, your brand has really blown up over the past few years. Like I see it everywhere. And I know you do a lot of influencer marketing, but for other small business owners out there, like what was the, one of those like breaking point advertising moments? Like, was it influencer marketing? Was it Facebook ads? Was it just organic PR paid PR? Like you used to work at L were you getting articles? Like I I'm just, no. So yeah. So uh, look, we had no money. Okay. Like when we launched, like literally we were a fully bootstrap business. It's not like we had budget lying around. And so it was honestly me just doing heavy, heavy gifting. Okay. So I like gifted to literally anyone and everyone. Obviously I had friends in the influencer world because I was a blogger before, but then it was also just going out to people who I really admired, who I knew would love the product and just writing a good email about why I thought they should just give it a try. And, you know, I think that a lot of newer entrepreneurs are like, okay, I'll gift the product, but what if they don't post about it? And it's like, so what, you know, like just, it's a write-off because it takes one, it takes one, you know, just one person who can change the trajectory of your brand. And like, for us, actually, that was Melissa Wood. Um, So I had gifted to her and one fine day, all of these sales started coming in and Nish and I were like, what's going on? Like, it's just like a random day. And we, we couldn't figure it out. And then someone who follows me, DM'd me on Instagram being like, Melissa, what is talking about you guys or about Ray on an Instagram live? I'm like, huh? And it was completely random because it was a live. And so it was not, she wasn't, ta- she hadn't tagged us, but she was like, A-R-A-E. And then it was just like, go time. <laughs> and from there, she started talking about us on stories. And so that's literally all it took. And, you know, I, I think that when you don't have any budget to pay people. I think you just have to be really compelling and how you tell people about your brand. You know, we were really, or rather like when I was sending out these emails, I was very authentic and honest. I was like, okay, look, we don't have money right now. I'm a small brand, but just try it because I think it's going to make your life better. You don't have to post about it. I just want to gift it to you because I genuinely think it's going to make your life better. And so it was that. And then also I said this in the past, but like, I think it's really important to treat your customers like influencers too, because a lot of arrays growth happened due to word of mouth growth and, um, our customers haven't spent money on paid media yet. Yeah. Yeah. Because word of mouth is powerful. So for us, it was the Polaroid, right? Like, I think that when influencers get PR packages, it's like, personalized and like really exciting for us to open. And it's this beautiful experience. So our goal was to give consumers that same experience. So, you know, our influencers and consumers get the same 
package because we think that it's it's just that good. It's like it's good enough for an influencer and it's certainly like very good for a consumer as well. And we always found that our consumers were like really special. They are the reason our brand is what it is. And so, you know, that Polaroid, for example, caused a lot of virality. People would be posting about it on Instagram and we have like, oh my God, so many selfies of like people with like the Polaroid on their fridge themselves, you know? And so it was just like those like little things that would make people really happy. I mean, it was, it was community building really from the ground up. So Mm -hmm. I think with anyone who was like us a few years ago, when we launched, I think being scrappy and like figuring out ways that you can make your product special and stand out to your customers is really, really important as well. Totally. Yeah. So then after that big hit with Melissa, the first influencer, was it just other influencers from there? Have you guys done anything? Yeah. Just the kind of snowball effect from that. It was, it was really the snowball effect. Like I remember, um, seeing like some very, very large influencers purchase the product as well. Like people, I didn't even know how to gift to, because we didn't have a PR agency or any help at that time. It was just like, how do I even give to you? Like, I, I don't even know how to get to you. And, you know, anytime we saw a big name come in, it was like, I would write them this like note, because a lot of these times, like these women would purchase and like, we've had this now with celebrities as well. Right. And they've had like a profound influence on how we've chosen to, um, kind of build our brand. Like maybe someone has like something they've said in an interview has like really struck a chord. And so, you know, we would write these like really nice personalized notes, like let them know how much their order meant us, like maybe throw in an extra product if they'd only ordered one, um, things like that. And we, we didn't have budget for a very long time, but those influencers who talked about us in an organic capacity, as soon as we had like we were, you know, profitable, we like put it back into partnerships with them because we were so grateful that like they were supportive of us when we were little and didn't have anything and they didn't have to, they just wanted to talk about the product because they liked the product. So we were like, this is where we want to put our money. So we were very like, because we didn't have a large budget, it's not like we could contract like 20, 30 different influencers. It was like literally like two or three who had like really made an impact, who loved us and like we just wanted to give back. And so as our brand has grown, so have those partnerships, you know, but with our influencer marketing strategy, it's always been rooted in like really authentic connections, you know? So like people who we work with authentically love the product, they've talked about it, they're obsessed with it. And, you know, we just, we want to continue that, to build that relationship. I totally agree. It really, it's for me, when I have, cause I've gifted a lot to, to influencers too. And it's a way easier product to gift because it's digital. Um, yeah. but I will say that like some people that have organically posted about it without even me asking, like, you know, I've had some of those moments too, with people with huge followings. That I'm like, Oh my God, you like this? Thanks. Like I didn't even know. Yeah. How to yeah. Let me gift one to you. I've noticed that some of them literally do like with like a million followers don't convert. And then some with like 20,000 followers convert like crazy. So it's such a weird thing. Influencer marketing. Like I have, yeah, yeah. you know, it's such a shot in the dark, Nini, that like, I, like, I wish that there was some like magic formula, even if you do your due diligence, like someone who you think will do well, may not do well. And that's why we have this philosophy that like, we, we really like organically see like what does well. And if something does well, then we put whatever budget we have towards that partnership as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, micro or macro, it doesn't matter. Like it really matters like 
how your audience thinks of you. And, you know, we've had girls with like 10,000 followers who've posted about us and it's been like, uh, like a big impact, you know, whereas someone with like 2 million has posted about us and it's been like three sales and we're like, huh? You know, so someone with 5 million followers post about us, zero sales. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, see, like it's, it's then such 10, a, followers, like 2000, like, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, yeah. So like, you never know. And never so it's know. Just really important to like, it's, it's, this is why it's important to like have this, like, just like authentically know who likes you and see what they're doing for you yeah. as well from like, um, an ROI perspective, like just from practical perspective as well, that like, you need to know that you're, you're going to get back something from what you're spending. And like the only way to test that is to not put like thousands and thousands of dollars behind something that may not perform at all, you know? Absolutely. I actually have a lesson. I haven't even ever shared this, but I won't say the person's name. Obviously I'm not, I'm not here to do that. But uh, before I ever launched my subscription business, I've, I've been involved in so many different businesses my whole life. Mm-hmm. I was in the TV space. I have been in the fashion space, blogging, like literally everything. I like was a partner in this online education company years ago. And uh, basically these investors contacted me and wanted to create a whole curriculum on this more Mm -hmm. like, you know, digital media online school. And they were really, you know, credited people. And I still speak to some of the investors to this day and we're all friendly. But the one big mistake that business had was that they had, they had like, I don't know, like six figures worth in uh, marketing spend to put in for, for launch. And I was like, great. It wasn't my decision. I wasn't involved in the marketing aspect. I just helped Mm. build the curriculum, but um, they ended up picking one massive influencer with like 25 million followers, a massive OG influencer that, and she does, she did like loads of videos. She was like big on vine when it first started. She like had loads of followers, huge engagement they basically got swooned by her management to to go all in with her on a $100,000 deal. And I can tell you who it is off air. But anyway, she did a video for the company, zero signups. And then after the team, and I wish it was up to me because I would have done those as smaller influencers. And in retrospect, it taught me a lot. I actually thought it would do well that that partnership. I, I was like, okay, like, let's see how it goes. You know, if she's going to charge a hundred K then obviously she's going to convert honestly, zero sales. Yeah. It, it fucked up the whole business. They, they couldn't oh, yeah, get can... money into marketing. It actually, the business stopped because of that huge epic failure. And all of her followers ended up just being like random people in different countries, like that's thirsty men and stuff that yes, like, weren't the yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. And also it depends on your category too, right? Where like, you know, you can be like, you can go for like a massive fashion influencer, but their audience doesn't care about meditation or bloating, yeah. you know, or yes. wellness or whatever it is. Like they care about that top that she bought from Revolve or whatever it is, you oh, know? Right. And so Like, it's not that everyone has influence on everything. And some people it's like, okay, you're like a huge influencer, but people look to you for comedy or like they look to you for your like hot bikini pictures. So it's not just numbers. And I wouldn't even say it's just numbers and or engagement because you could have like tons and tons of comments and likes and great video views, but who's watching it? You know, is it like, it's, is it thirsty men? And do they trust you? You know, I, that's why I feel like influencers with podcasts have such a better rapport with their audience. My podcast listeners 
are my go-tos. Like they yes. know me. They, and I, they're like, Hey guys, <laughs> we're talking about you. you. I feel like they know me inside out. Like I, yep. to, I do a lot of solo episodes. Like we are connected when I meet them. Yes. In person, if I'm like walking around and I bump into one or something, they're like, I'm a podcast listener. I'm like, okay, I know that you know me inside. Out. Like we, we're so, yeah. connected. you know, that I'm just going to keep it real with you. Like we have a very different relationship I feel. And like over 50% of my podcast listeners are subscribed to superhuman, which is crazy. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. It makes sense. I feel like pot, like influencers with podcasts are like so smart because I feel like it really does allow people to get to know you better. Um, it allows for you to have a voice beyond just like 15 second clips on stories or reels. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it's just, there's more depth and I feel like it gives you a platform for people to like really trust you as well. So even for us, I find that um, people with podcasts just, I think people just trust them more. I think that that's yeah. just kind of how things they are know them better. in this day. They, yeah. they know them better. And I think podcast advertising is my favorite form of advertising for my brand yes. as well. Like the, you know, you were telling your breakthrough story with one influencer, my breakthrough story with, uh, cause I, I haven't done paid media yet or paid influencer. Mm -hmm, we mm -hmm. just started a partnership program. So we're just building that out now. But, um, when Lauren from the skinny confidential asked me to come on the show, I flew to Austin to do the podcast in person. It was always a big goal of mine. We had followed each yeah. other for a couple of years. And then she just randomly asked me, Hey, want to come on? And I'm like, uh, yeah. Hell yes. Yeah. That was instrumental to oh, yeah. one of the biggest months my business has ever seen. And her audience trusts her so much. She's an amazing Great. human. She's very genuine in person and on social media. And I just really, really loved that, that conversation. We did two episodes together or actually three, one for my podcast and two for uh, like her uh, feature podcast, Get the Fuck Out of the Sun, and then her Skinny Confidential. And it was really massive. We got loads of new signups. It was really crazy. Yeah. She's incredibly powerful. I heard you on that episode. You were amazing, Thank but you. like we were on her podcast as well. And it was the same thing. Yeah. People love Lauren and Michael and Lauren is like just the most authentic person that you could ever meet. And so, um, yeah, it's like, it can be such a game changer when, when these like like real influencers, like actually authentic, a hundred percent them. It, it, it's like a real game changer. It's amazing. It, it, it is really beautiful. So yeah, that's so cool to, to hear. And, um, I know the industry is constantly changing and, you know, it's, there is so much more than just influencer marketing in the marketing world, but, uh, you know, I'd love to, to stay in touch yeah. and keep each other posted on what's working for both of us. For sure. I think podcasts are like huge. huge. They're like, yeah. yeah, like massive. Like I think that everyone should be looking into podcasts, like new entrepreneurs and everything, because I think that like I have made so many of like my regular purchases just as a consumer from like hearing them on podcasts. Like, that's who I trust. Yeah. 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 I, I couldn't agree more. I'm, <laughs> I definitely, when I see something online that I like, that I like, I'm like, Oh, you sold me. I'm so, I buy things like crazy online. I'm I, and? for Instagram and Facebook. They have me in the bucket of like high consumer. <laughs> and also I think that people like to buy from people they know. Right. And so when a founder goes on a podcast and I can hear their story, I'm like, Oh my God, I really like you. <laughs> And like, I want to support your business or like, you're so smart. Like you really have your shit together. And those are the kind of brands that I want to support. Like, I mean, there's so many instances of like 
some of my favorite brands, like their founders have found them on the pod or like on different podcasts. And I'm like, okay, I, I really want to support your company because it sounds really dope. So yeah. I feel like those founder interviews as well, I think are so, so important. So important. Okay. Well, so if this was like an amazing conversation, I feel like we have known each other for years and literally, I, literally, I can't wait to stay in touch and, uh, let me know when you're in LA or Toronto and, and when I'm there, we'll meet up. Yeah, please. I mean, you tell me when you're in LA, come from the Bahamas. I'm going to be there in a month. Okay. How about we stop recording and we talk off? Yes. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on the show. Where can everyone was, find you? <laughs> um, you can find me uh, on Instagram at Sif Hyder, and you can find Array at Array.co on Instagram. You can find us uh, on our website, Array.com. And my podcast is the Dream Bigger Podcast. Amazing. Thank you so much.